Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, this is Chesney Hawks here. You are watching My Hammers 11 with the one and only Russ. Hi everybody, Russ from My Hammers 11. Hope you're safe and well off your channel. All that stuff, please subscribe and you know, it's bad, bad done it too many times to be honest now. Anyway, I would like to thank our channel sponsors on Tucket. Check out the description below. Get the proper one out of the way. Anyway, I hope everyone is safe and well today. Another great guest. Uh, man with many hats, it's fair to say. But he's got he's got nice and on, but it could be YouTuber, could be I don't know, football club CEO and founder, could be best-selling author, <laughs> yeah, could be father, but more importantly, hammer. That's what we yes, like. Spence, how you doing, Spence? How you doing, man? Good, mate. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. Um, of course, yeah. Hammer out of all those things is the thing that has lasted the longest. So we'll go with that. <laughs> well, hopefully, yeah. I mean, yeah. Obviously, the the, the tags as well. That's that's the thing you. And we hope it goes on for longer. I mean, it's been great. I mean, you know, as I, I was thinking the other day, where like, you know, where like me, for example, the season finished, and then obviously the Euros, and then we've got like sort of a four or five week period until we sort of start a new season. For yeah. you, you sort of never switch off, do you, with football? Because obviously, even yeah. when it's pre-season, you're still doing all the, you and Seb are doing all the stuff, all the finances, shirt deals and shit like that as well. So it must be yeah. never ending for you, man. Well, even so, even more so this year, because obviously, because our, our non-league season was curtailed in December, mm. we started our pre-season actually in, in June, because wow. the boys had had so long off. So we weren't playing games, but we started training again in June, and then we started playing in July. So yeah, um, it's be, but yeah, like, I can't complain, because we had like a three, four-month break with no games a couple of times, yeah, which yeah. I didn't enjoy, because of COVID. So um, that's where the elite game and uh, and the you know, non-league, non-league stuff has really been separated through COVID, you realise where the money is, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally, totally. But you know, finally got promoted, which is great, isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, yeah. No, technically back to back, mate. Because we've yeah. we've only had one complete season and two non complete ones. We've got two promotions, so yeah, we're all right. We're doing all right. Yeah, it's good, man. I, I'm I'm friends with a lot of the AFC Wimbledon guys, and oh, yeah. um, and so obviously so many parallels between them, and and obviously you know where they were. I can't remember how many seasons ago it was, but now they you know obviously going into their spiritual home, Plough Lane. Now it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. So. Great, great story, isn't it? Yeah, I'm oh, very, very inspired by those guys. They um, obviously they had much more of a sort of catalyst and a historic yeah. you know, situation with Wimbledon, but 
in the way they've done it, yeah, they, they came in the non-league pyramid, I think, one level above where we came in. Mm. So very similar. And um, I think it was 18 years from when they started to last year when they moved back to that home. It's about 18-year journey. Um, but obviously, they got to like League One. They overtook, which is amazing, didn't it? When they overtook MK Dogs. Yeah, yeah. They overtook them, I think, in about 12 or something years, 13 years, which is incredible if you actually think about it. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what, what an inspiration they are. Yeah, they certainly are, man. And obviously, next year, obviously, the I can never pronounce the name of this. Is it's Ishmian? Ishmian. Just forget North. there's like a T and H. And they just say Ishmian. Yeah. Just like throw a few extra letters in just to piss you yeah. off. But yeah, but you know, you got you know, Grays, you got Romford. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Big day. So, Ollie Mersey's Coggershaw. Yes, Coggershaw as well. Oh, good, he's my my. Um head-to-head -head cha other chairman will be going up against Ollie Merz, which is quite funny. I was looking forward to a, a potential face-off for Glenn Tamplin, for those people that know of Glenn yeah, right, uh, yeah. Romford, but I don't think he's involved there anymore. Um, but you've got, some, you've got some great teams in there, and teams that I've grown up around, yeah, which yeah. is like I'm from the, that same area where most West Ham fans are from. So, I'm uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Big test, though. Ishmian League, you know, some people will know it as the Ryman or the Bostic. It's, uh, it's, it's no joke. You know, there's proper money in there, and there's some really good players. Yeah, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great fun, and it's—I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. It is phenomenal, mate. What's happening in it? I mean, when you look at guys like, you know, I know they're one league above, but you know, obviously Hornchurch, you know, right, winning yeah. the FA Vars, yeah, but you know, incredible. You FA know, trophy, yeah, FA trophy, trophy. So, yeah, trophy, yeah, 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 and that's incredible because that's like that is like a League One team winning the FA Cup. Yeah, like it's, they're, they're playing teams from the National League Prem uh, or Conference Prem, whatever you want to call it in that tournament. So it's unbelievable they did being two levels below to win that. Fair play to them. Great, great side. Lots of Essex, very well represented in non-league. Yes. You know, you look at yeah. teams like Concord got to the final um, of like last year's one, but it was played this year. Um, yeah, you've seen loads of good teams from around over the last few years. I think Billericay have won the most FA vases of any team wow. ever. So like we've got, we've got some good teams around here. Yeah, no, there are. Look, you're looking for the North and the Premier. You know, there's they're all like names you've heard of. You know, and it's just it's mental. It's it's uh, and also one up the old Corinthian Casuals. I remember going. I remember going to Wembley see uh, AFC versus Corinthian Casuals. Yeah, um, that, yeah, was, that yeah. was incredible. Absolutely, incredible. That, that's what's crazy when you got teams like we played a friendly. Who did we play the other day? Um, we played. I think it was Cray Wanderers. We played uh, sort of from South London way, and they were founded in 1860. Amazing, and they they. So we were founded in 2016, right? They are older than the country of Canada. <laughs> and like, so it's so nice to be able to mix it with these establishment teams, you know, that have been around for more than like, almost 150 years almost Yeah, uh, for five-year-old clubs. So yeah, we love it. Mental. And also, I mean, you know, and, that, and that's what, I mean, I, I, I love the, when you, when you and Seb do your sort of your behind the scene type stuff, you know, these sort of little sort of head to head, two heads sort of podcasty type things about, just the, the the mechanics of everything and obviously did the thing about the shirt reveal and obviously west ham just we've done their shirts recently it really interesting because obviously you sort of a lot of stuff you feel like as a supporter it's all behind you know it's all a bit, a bit behind closed doors and you sort of opening the doors a little bit so people can understand i think that's really interesting because it gives me an appreciation of how football clubs are run basically because it's yeah. it's a lot of hard work man a lot of hard work yeah i think we have, i think we have a sort of duty to be transparent to be honest because unlike other teams you know like, let's use West Ham as an example. You know, West Ham yeah. were created. I mean, I'm actually wearing centenary shirt here. It's obviously well, 1895, so like 100, what is that, 26 years ago. 26 um, years ago. They were obviously a load of guys working in a factory together, right? And they they create a team. And then over that 100 years, you create a fan base in an area, and it's a very natural, organic way of creating a club. You know, a lot of our critics of hashtag, what they'll say about us is, you know, we only have 
our fans have come from my YouTube channel or whatever. But mm. so we've sort of reverse engineered it in that we have the I had some supporters that really luckily came across to support hashtag as well. And so if we wasn't we we didn't we weren't created organically in that sense. We were created yeah. with a group of people that liked what we were doing. So if we didn't have them, we wouldn't exist. So for me, they need to know what's going on because otherwise, you know, what I mean, it's not it's not my thing that I'm protecting from the rest of the world, which is probably how a lot of other chairmen and owners feel. It's yeah. our thing that we created. So why not why not open the doors? I mean, it's, it's and it's also pretty crazy some of the stuff that goes on at our club because of our you know we're like a we're like a big club but a small club at the same time. If you know mm -hmm. what I mean. And so it's uh, it, it throws up some interesting uh, situations. Yeah, and I, but I just think as I find it fascinating, you know, as I said the whole thing with the with the shirt deals and stuff, and the process that goes to because you don't think about it because you know because obviously you know it always is during the summer. You know, people on their on their Macs with their Photoshop make little custom yeah, kits yeah. of West Ham, and some are really cool, and then nothing comes out. It's just like a white top. It's like where the hell is yeah, that yeah, going? Yeah, you said going for the process and. and I found it really, really interesting, man. Really interesting. Yeah, it takes ages. Yeah. Like I know for a fact, most Premier League clubs' kits for next season will already be decided. Like you know, like they they will get announced a year from now, but they're mm. already in. Like they've gone through the approval process of what the design is going to look like because they have to do it so early in advance. Because we always have these issues where we do these deals maybe six months before the next season starts. It's always backs to the wall to get the kit in time. Yeah. You're talking about bespoke shirts, you know, they have to get made in a factory somewhere, and um. It, it takes time to get all the approvals so yeah like it's 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 just open it's like pandora's box when you see the other yeah. side of how these clubs work and it does give me a little bit more uh empathy for these big clubs and their boards because i mean i'm dealing with a much smaller version of yeah. the problems yeah. they have to deal with and when you extrapolate that and times it by however you know whatever yeah. the the difference is between our level and their level um, it, it's going to be a hell of a lot going on we don't know about. And that's, I think, such a really good learning thing that I've taken from the hashtag experience is you know, working with the manager, working with you know the officials and the leagues and stuff. Is As fans, there is so much we don't know. There yeah. is so much. And all like all the people coming out about Gareth Southgate in the Euros, about what team he should be playing. Like He's in training every day. He talks mm. to the players every day. He knows about every single niggle. He knows about every single mental issue the players may or not be facing. Like, so when he comes out with what might seem a unpopular choice, there's a million things going on that we don't yeah. know about, probably. So I just think you get a little bit more grounded as a fan from having been involved in it. And yeah. I'd actually encourage any fan, if they can, to get involved in a local team in some capacity, whether it's non-league or grassroots, if you've got kids, their team. It just gives you a bit more understanding. Mm. No, totally. And you're right. You're totally right in terms of that, in terms of, you know, there, there's a reason why we're on Twitter tweeting rather than in the dugout. <laughs> yeah, you've got to start somewhere, but then do you want <laughs> you know do you want I mean? to just keep tweeting or do you want yeah, to then, yeah. you know, kick on? But I mean, it, it's, look, we're all very passionate about West Ham ultimately. That's one of the big reasons I'm doing the things I'm doing from my, my West Ham videos and stuff. My, my first ever, like, uh, when I was making FIFA content, my first ever sort of breakout series, if you like, was a West Ham related FIFA series yeah. called Forever Blowing. And then all the videos and matches I've been to over the years when I've filmed. So, like, you know, it's, it's great to be passionate about it. And I'm, I, yeah, I get a bit of stick sometimes, maybe some, some of the fans on your channel, um, about, you know, I, it's a shame to be honest, because I, I'm one of you guys. Like, I'm one yeah, of you yeah, guys. Yeah. I just happened yeah, to make yeah. videos, maybe at a time yeah. where a little bit less people were making them. So mm -hmm. that helped me, that timing. Yeah. I got off certain opportunities. Like, and I, I always remember when I, I hosted the West Ham kit launch. Uh, I think it was first year at London Stadium. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I actually filled in for Mark Wright. Mark Wright pulled out the day of or the day before. Someone I know at West Ham. It wasn't. It was not a paid gig. Like we're doing it for just. No, it's, no, it's, yeah. it's believe, really believe cool, right? I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I went along, and it was the same day. I think that they let um, Tony Cargo, and obviously very popular figure at the club. You know, yeah. it been a uh, associated with a lot of our best youth players that come through, and it, a lot of mm. that was down to him. Um, they let him go, and then people didn't. People understand YouTube and social media a lot more now, but sort of five, six years ago, whenever this was. They did it, and the people were literally like blaming me for, for Tony Cargo. And, like, oh, we've got rid of a coach so we can pay a YouTuber to present a kit launch. I was like, exactly. first of all, not getting paid. <laughs> Second of all, do you think I have any say in whether Tony Carr stays at West Ham or not? <laughs> no, I mean, you but... could just walk into London Stadium, you out. I know, I know, I know. Madness. But it ha happened to me. I remember once, um, remember once back in the bowling, I'm, I played one track. And we lost, and then someone on these at Robert Brown said, and then the DJ played, and it ginked, not even not jinx, ginked us, you know, the G of <laughs> the J. So, shoot, I'm going to bring on a sausage roll or something, you know, jink, I was like, it's ridiculous. He's ridiculous, man. We but, fault, yeah. Mate. Yeah, it's all my fault, all my fault. I played, you know, I know, yes, sir, we can boogie or something like that, and we lost, and we lost, uh, uh, lost the Derby County. Must have been yeah. some Scottish players on the opposition, maybe you got them up for it. Must be totally. I like totally, that song, yeah. don't they? My fault. Yeah, yeah. I ginked it. I ginked him. <laughs> what, a, what a bastard! But yeah, no, it's true. And actually, I remember. Christ, I remember years ago. I remember you and Seb come up to the box years and years and years ago. You, I think you was, I don't know, five hundred, six hundred thousand subs or something like that. And it was like, it's think well, you've come since then to like now. It's great, you know. I love it. it's like the same as Jack as well, watching how Jack's progressed and yeah, yeah, yeah. it's brilliant. It's, I love it. I love it. It just shows that hard work pays off, man, doesn't it? Yeah, and there's a lot of other factors in there, you know, like other people that have helped me along the way, timing, luck, you know, you, have to, yeah. you do have to work hard for sure. I'm not I'm not saying, you know, don't deserve it, but at the same time, I think um, the way YouTube, uh, like, blew up at a certain times, yeah. it's the right place, right time for a lot yeah. of us. But there's a lot yeah. of people that do, you know, a part were part of that movement and then and then sort of dropped off and to be honest on youtube side of things like, i don't make anywhere near as many videos as i used no. to it's mainly about hashtag for me now i'm just running that because it's like basically well, it's a full-time job mm. and i i it's like my dream job yeah like, of course like, yeah no one wanted to offer me a job as a chairman anywhere else so i just made my own <laughs> that's brilliant <laughs> i just threw my own ball and it's like yeah. i can take it home afterwards but yeah and <laughs> and and talking about you know we might as well talk about West Ham because that's the whole point of the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to a 30 minutes in, we start. Um, but obviously, great season for the boys, European yeah. tour. Well, you know, brilliant. Just there's no bugger there. I know you was at the last game. I saw, you know, saw you, you and your dad, I saw you boogie into, you know, Sweet Caroline at the end of the game and stuff like yeah. that. And yeah, just a great season. Just a shame there's you know, fans weren't there to really enjoy it. Do yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do wonder whether that helped us in some way, though. You know, I like, think it did at the beginning. I've, I mean, yeah. I've, I've said this, and people have gone, "Oh, shut up!" But it has because I think you know, people, you know, go back beginning of the season. There was obviously we just stayed up by a few games the previous yeah. season. Um, that whole summer transfer, a bit like Groundhog Day. We hadn't so didn't sign anyone. Um, we'd sold Grady. Do you remember Mark came out yeah, and said, yeah, "Oh," yeah, yeah. and then we'd lost against Newcastle. Absolutely appalling game it was with fans in there you could have imagined just yeah. what would have happened um so i definitely think it, it helped us starting with towards the end i think we would have been in champions league if we had fans in the stadium by the end of the season yeah oh, that's the thing because we all know what the west ham fans can can do yeah. if it's if, it, if they're feeling behind their team and feeling you know like we're getting what we we deserve really as fans um because that hasn't necessarily been the case for a few years just the 
really the London Stadium has never really felt um positive no that, yeah, that yeah. positive not for any long long period of time yeah. and obviously the way we we're playing last year you're completely right towards the end everyone would have been buzzing and I hope that continues but then you know we have to address the fact that realistically we've lost momentum again because we've just done nothing this summer nothing mm. and I, I'm, I am a little bit pessimistic with West Ham generally because I think that's the safest way to be <laughs> like yeah, not that I don't it. believe yeah I don't believe I obviously believe in our boys and what we can do and I really believe in Moyes mm. um but it doesn't bode well when we've just done no business and I, I, there's a load of logic to it maybe like, I have been listening to um old Neil Warnock's autobiography at the moment an audiobook and he says about how the reasons probably stating the obvious here but the reason so many teams leave it late in the it, in, in transfer windows, managers mm. want to do the business early, owners want to do the business late. And the reason owners want to do the business late is because you pay less wages. Yeah. yeah later exactly. you get players in. Later, and, yeah. and you think you can pick up little signings here and there, but it's very risky. It looks like we're doing now. That 6 2 win against Celtic, like it, it flatters to deceive, to be honest. I kind of yeah. wish we'd lost yeah. because, you know, we'd then gone, oh, we need to bring some players in. Yeah. But reality is, we looked pretty good against not a great Celtic side. Yeah. And that paper thin squad we've got, which is no way ready for Europa League football, but no. like in terms of numbers, it is is might just not get that much reinforcements, which concerns me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I, you know, it's sort of he does sort of have a lot of parallels to last su last summer's transfer window and and january's transfer window as well wasn't it really because you know yeah. you're scrabbling around what, what is striker need a striker he's striker we get jesse lingard what and then he turns out to you know nine goals 11 games whatever <laughs> unreal. unreal but um it's i, I know what you mean i think there's yeah it's weird, all i'll say weird. is what is positive though is Moyes hasn't missed the transfer yet no. every single person he's brought there's a few youth boys we don't know about yet but every first team player he's brought in since he came in has improved us dramatically um even Lingard on loan we'd all love to return but um yeah like so th th I've got faith in him identifying the right players we just need to give him some money yeah no I agree man. I, I agree totally it is in ways we trust and he's brought like a, to a togetherness you know like a there's a real team bond around the team and so you know when we go back when everyone can go back you know whether it's at Atalanta or Leicester City game, you know when we, when everyone's back in the ground, it's going to be um, going to be buzzing. I think people are uh, clucking to get back in there, you know, which yeah, is quite. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a full reset. The way I've seen it, it's almost like your computer's been a bit laggy. You can do a full reset and it starts all again. That's what I think's going to happen. But we'll see. As you said, we just need a few players in. So yes. why West Ham, Spence? Why West Ham, man? My dad's team. Same reason yeah. a lot of people do. I mean, I'm from Essex. You know, I've got I've grew up in Brentwood. My dad's from Grays very West Ham sort of area. Um, my dad's reason for picking West Ham, I believe, was when he was a kid, because his dad was an Arsenal fan, like my granddad, but he had a teacher that he said that take him to some games and he took him to West Ham game, I think. And that and and that was his, obviously that was when he was a kid and he just carried on from there. He was 10 when we won the World Cup in England and obviously the Bobby Moore and the Peters and the Hurst Association mm -hmm. would have been rife. So he loves it. He's a big West Ham fan. He got us all into it. Um, my mum's side are all Tottenham which disgusts me, but it is what it is. Uh, but no, we've been West Ham since day dot. And yeah, I mean, the only other team really like, more local to me I could have supported was be South End United because I was born in a house that literally, the room I was born in, you can look, watch the match from. It's right next to the stadium, like overlooks wow. it. But my dad was already West Ham, wasn't he? So it never, never was an option. But I have been to a few South End games. Yeah, I've been to Rootsaw a few times. Don't mind Rootsaw. It's all right, isn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, we just got Orient quite a lot. 
used to go to yeah. the O's because it was always it was a tenner for an under sixteen season ticket, and they used to do the whole West Ham away or in at home type thing. They'd, you know, so yeah, it yeah, worked yeah. out quite well. I used to love that. Um, and and obviously, you know, we know that the whole family, you know, it's Saunders and Seb and, and your dad, and more importantly, how long was it until the little one got a West Ham kit? Well, my friend uh, Lewis, who works for us at Hashtag, bought him a West Ham baby grow like the second day we were home. So I put him in it. I put a little picture on um, Instagram because I said, you've got some choices to make. And it was him. And he had three one uh, baby grows in front of him. It was West Ham, Hashtag. And then because I'm involved in uh, FIFA esports, yeah. someone from FIFA sent me a, it's a, a blank one that said future esports pro. So like, these are your choices in life. So I was like, you can be anything you want to be as long as it's one of these three things. <laughs> Poor bugger. I, I say that my daughter, she was she was three three days old, and I've got a picture of her in the playoff trophy. Oh, in it, yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's she cool. was she was due on the playoff day, and I had a really good seat, so um, I was obviously at Wembley. And yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> much to Colton Cole, Colton Cole can't believe it. I believe it but uh, yeah, and so she was sort of implanted, a bit like Harry Potter, you know, sort of with you know the, the scar. She was implanted yeah, yeah, three yeah. days lesser, but uh, get him in early, mate. You've got to get him in early. It's a family thing. And that's what the I other love thing is, since, since he's been born, West Ham have qualified the Europa League. Hashtag have got promoted. England have got to the final of the Euros. He thinks his football lark's easy. He doesn't it's know easy, he's been born. It's easy. You know what I mean? He should retire now yeah. at seven months old. <laughs> just, 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 I'm done, mate. I'm done. Yeah. It's get better than this. Me me. And, and the Olympics as well. I mean, you know, England are starting to win gold medals now. You, yeah. you GDP. So uh, I love the Olympics. I get proper into it. I get proper into like things like archery. For like yeah. a week, yeah. thinking yeah. I know everything about. Oh, that's, oh, that's a good line. Oh, that's good. It's like you have yeah. no idea. Or um, what was it yesterday? Skate street skateboarding. It's called it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's mental, mental. And they just all keep falling over. I've never seen. It's like all the skateboarders I see around London. They never seem to land anything. They always seem to be falling off. Well, they, you know that's, I mean? that's amazing me that sport. Like how much abuse they their bodies take, and they just keep getting back up. And get back just, up and go. Yeah, oh, fair play to them. I'd be like, yeah, I could only do it once. And that's it. Ridiculous. But, yeah. yeah. Anyway. anyway. I'd have all the knee pads on. I'd have all that. You know what I, mean? I, I would pads. literally like be cell, like not cellophane, but bubble wrapped up, literally like Michelin man. Yeah. And just I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. But no, I love it. I do love, uh, do love the old Olympics. But it's, it doesn't really start until the uh, till the hundred meters, is it? Do you know what yeah, it's mean? a big one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the big. That's the big. But there's no fans. It's really weird. There's no fans. Yeah, it's a lot of controversy really around it, isn't it? But it is nice to see like Tom Daly winning the gold this morning. Yep. It was massive, yep. wasn't it? Lo lovely moment for him um so he's, yeah you get up for it i enjoy it as well i am i'll be honest i've watched less of this one since it started and i usually i'm glued to it yeah i don't know if it's because of a little bit of the euro hangover or just other things happening but i haven't really sat down and watched too much of it apart from clips i've seen online but i do want to get into it yeah as i said once it all once it all yeah, once it gets into the stadium that's when i really get into it i think yeah but yeah it's all good and, and you know i've only got a couple of weeks and we start bloody West Ham starts again, and when's yeah. the first game at hashtag? When's that? When's that? Does he start for you guys properly? Uh, our first game, I could tell, it was actually on a Sunday. Weirdly, uh, it's on Sunday, the fifteenth of August, I believe, um, because our team we we ground, ground share with a team called Bowers, and they yeah. we both got drawn home on the first week, so they have to go the Saturday. We go the Sunday, Sunday the fifteenth. Week after that, we got FA Cup. We were in the FA Cup for the first time last year, and now this year, obviously, we're in it again, and we have our first game the week after that. So it comes thick and fast. We've got our women's team as well. They kick off the same weekend. Wow. Um, and the women's team are actually like they're in the fourth tier of, of, of women's football. So they're three promotions from the, the women's Premier League, the women's Super League, as it's known, um, two from the championship. So they're like proper players. The, the, some of the girls at our club are unbelievable. 
Oh, they are. I, I love it. I love the West Ham women. I take Flo down to when it was down at the Rush Green. Obviously, they're dagging the rugby now, aren't they? But she, oh, brilliant. And we've actually it, got so we've actually got a lot of the ex West Ham ladies players at hashtag. So brilliant. from that era before West Ham like took women's football really seriously and got into the Super League, yeah, yeah. we've got their old manager. So Jason Stevens, our women's manager, used to be the West Ham. How funny is that? My football team's manager used to manage West Ham. Brilliant, love it, ladies. Um, Jason Stevens, we've got players. Uh, from that same team that he managed there. So, yeah, it's, it's quite cool. And then we actually had one of our players trialling there this summer. We had uh, a friendly against them. So, hashtag have played West Ham. You know, not in the, not in the big FA Cup game that I'm looking forward to that will happen oh. one day. But, um, but in a friendly, we have played West Ham, which is pretty cool. That's awesome. You would have to get a half and half for that, wouldn't you, surely? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, but, I don't know. Oh, but yeah, 60, it's not an M. I thought, you, I thought you were saying I should play a half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I can't be that guy. I can't be that guy. Yeah, yeah, be pro- that'd be proper. Oh, yeah. I've just seen today. Just seen today, guys. Just if it, it up, was a right? friendly, even though I'd probably lose my manager over it because he'd just say I'm not wet manager again if you make me play you. But um, if it was a friendly against actual West Ham, I might have to say just sub me on in the last minute just so I can say. Just offer something in the final third. That's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. No, it's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. No, no, it's great. And I love the fact that, you know, the as you said, the women's, and you know, there's there's like equal footing with hashtag with the women's football as well, you know, where it's like, it is, it's a totally different club. So to speak, you've got the new, you got obviously Fridays involved and yeah, it's brilliant. I think it's great, man. And I think it's, and it's, it just opens up to those. I know with Flo, Flo's proper got into West Ham because I used to take it to the women, which is a bit of a reverse way. You think yeah, yeah. It's the men's football would attract them to, but you know, and then you get people like okay, Kate on and stuff like that. Kate Longhurst, who's absolutely yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And the dad and stuff. Oh, it's awesome, man. Right. Okay. Let's, yes. let, let's 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 do your 11 let's do 11. Okay. So obviously everyone we've had on the channel apart from uh harry redknapp nigel rear coker randomly and ian bishop uh, has have put together an 11. um so the idea is the other guys did they, did they refuse or right well harry harry started talking about bobby ferguson in 19 uh, playing with bobby ferguson and then obviously you know harry he didn't. He, had to, he ran out of time. He ran out of time. He had another meeting at six o'clock with America. Talking, I don't know something about talking about a race or something. Ian Bishop's too. <laughs> Ian Bishop's just too nice, so he didn't want to right. offend anyone. And uh, I don't and have I, that problem. No, <laughs> you're all crap. <laughs> and uh, uh, Nigel Rear Coker, just just Nigel Rear Coker, he's his own person, really. Um, although there's another one, another ex-player interviewing soon who doesn't want to do an 11 but i think because he hasn't played for a long time so i don't think he can remember all the all right. people he played with and so everyone but you can pick whoever you want whatever criteria the yep. only rule is you have to be alive to have seen him play otherwise yeah. you and me we'd all put bobby bobby moore and stuff like that none of us saw him so you know we've got no no comparisons so yeah that's what we do it's all a bit of fun and so we've had must have almost 400 people we've interviewed now it's been mental um you, have you what, made a a combined 11 out of all those teams so we've done yeah i keep a spreadsheet i love my yeah. spreadsheet spent so yeah we keep a spreadsheet um just to see because obviously we we interview fans from all different sort of we interview guys who are who've been going for like you know like your dad who've been going for like since the 60s really yeah. guys who maybe have only been fans for two or three years and they live in chicago do you know what i mean so it's a real cross-section it's real good fun and obviously yeah. the ex-players as well which is really interesting um so Who's going to go and oh. go? Well, it's between two for me. Um, I, I, I was I, first of all, I actually, and I'm trying not to have too much recency bias in my team, but um, I did actually think, I do actually think Fabianski is probably the best goalkeeper we've had I in agree. my lifetime. He's in mine, yeah. Um, but McCloscoe, 
was just a fan favorite. I don't think he was as good as Fabianski, but he played a lot of games and yeah, they've got the song and all these things. So it's between these two. Um, looking at my team now, I think I'm going to go Fabianski personally. Yeah. I just think that he's he's just got the edge on McCloskey. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think he's a great kid. Another great keeper that Arsenal let go. You know, same with this uh, Martinez guy recently. Like, they've had stinkers. Now they're paying 30 mil for Aaron Ramsdale. Like, what's going on? Really? That's, what, that's the thing that surprised me. Aaron Ramsdale, 30 mil. It's like, Relegated I, I, two I, years in a row. Like, I there's got to be some sort of pattern there. I think he's one of the worst goalkeepers in the Premier League, personally. Um, when you <laughs> think Sam Johnson, you can get for 15, yeah. 20 million. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Fab was in mine. I totally agree, man. I think, uh, and I think, frustratingly, if we had Fabianski before he joined Swansea, he would he could be another sort of couple of years on him. He would be in the same ilk as Ludo in terms of how yeah. people, because he's he, longevity. Ludo was in golf for years. It looks um, like we're starting to prepare for life after him now, though, isn't yeah. it? Because we've been linked with keepers and, yeah. you know, it's, it's probably the right thing to do. He's had a few injuries as well, hasn't he? Well, I think it's great. It makes, you know, it, 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 to all intensive purposes. I know everyone's a bit frustrated about the day. Are we saying, like, why are we looking to get a goalkeeper when we need the da-da-da? It shows full planning. And, and, and for a long time, I don't think we've yeah. had that. It's almost like a yeah. season to season things where Moyes has got right. Okay. Well, this is this year. And then, okay. Well then Fabian, this has come up. This potential offers come up with, with you know, whether we're going for nipple man or Rio or, or we're going for, uh, or Sam Johnson or whatever. There's that sort of a year to blood him in. And yeah. Fabianski, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fabianski's got one year left in his contract. He's, he's not going to retire. He's going to have a cup, uh, club. He said so. Fair play, I think it's a great idea. Absolutely great yeah. idea. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But then that happened last time. Last time we did planning and we brought in two goalkeepers and then sent the kids out. We had Roberto. Yeah, that was just a poor, poor transfer, wasn't it? And and Pellegrini lost his job. So yeah, great idea. Yeah, we'll yeah, see what happens. Yeah. Right. We'll put Fab in. Let's go, yeah. let's go defenders. Let's go defenders. Okay. Who's your first defender? So I've got a back four. I'm gonna go nice. with um I'll start off with the, the one who's just in, because there's a few that again I've got similar sort of dilemma with. But in centre-back, I'm going Steve Potts. Oh. Now, I don't think Steve Potts is in the two best centre-backs we've had in my lifetime. But when I grew up, I sort of fell in love with him a little bit. Like, as I was playing centre-back as a kid. I, you know, I actually didn't know until I was older he was American. I thought he was English until I was, like, 15. And I found out he was American. I was like, oh, it sort of changed him for me a little <laughs> bit. Because I thought he was this, like, English guy called Steve. Like, my dad's called Steve. Yeah. But not that it matters. But, um, but uh yeah, he just played a lot of games for us. For me, in that period of my life, like mid-90s, sort of growing up, I he just epitomised West Ham for me yeah, at that yeah. point in time. Um, and so for me, he's in there. Not the best centre-back, but no, you know, and his no, son no. went and played for us as well. Dan Potts, like, there's a, I and, love and that. Freddie, Freddie's just signed. Yeah, 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 well. yeah. So he's got to be in there for me. Um, yeah, I agree. And then next to him is between four. I, could, I, I will pick one, obviously, but I want to give him a shout-out. So, Christian Daly, for similar reasons to Steve Potts, and if they have a song about them, you know, it, it puts them up 10%. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but again, I love Christian Daly. I love his battle in there. Like, I really enjoyed supporting him as a kid. And then more recently, James Collins, Winston Reid, and Ogbonna. They're, 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 the, they're the four I'm choosing between. And because there's four, I'm going to go with the one that I think is just the best at football. Um, because they've all put stints in, they've all played hundreds of games yeah, for West Ham. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ogbonna is the best of those four, personally. Yeah. I think um all the other three deserve a huge, you know, shout out, and they've been great servants. But Ogbonna's been at the heart. He's he's got better with us, actually. Yes, yeah. As he's yeah. been with us. And um, yeah, I, just, I really I really like watching him. I, I'm a big fan of his. 
yeah and also he, he's just it's, it's typical he's sort of finding the form of his life just towards the end of his career do you know what i mean yeah. but as you said when he joined he was like okay but it, but like the last few bit like when Jin, it's about ginger as well you know Jin goes away comes back and arguably plays a lot better than when he left you know he was a different type of player and yeah no i love him love him and potsy yeah I, I when I was young, I did start up a, a Steve Potts Appreciation yeah. Society. Me <laughs> and my that. mate, we had two. We had that in the John Moncur Association. But yeah, yeah. But John Moncur just loved a yellow card, didn't he? His yellow card stats are a joke. John Moncur, you can always rely on it. You can, yeah. It's a great, great. Bet. Used to count, didn't they? When he came on, it, it used to count on their fingers when and John came on and oh yeah. But that was only towards the end of his career. He was a very skillful yeah. player. Um, but Oggy, yeah, love Oggy, and uh, would have been in. I mean, who's who's your uh, who's your who's your pick for Hammer of the Year last year? Uh, last year for me, I would probably say Sufal. Yeah, personally, but it was hard. I mean, there, there were so many good, good players. Like it, yeah. the squad really did well, and like, we had a lot of injuries at centre back. Because at one point, I thought Obon had been brilliant, but then he went out for a bit. Obviously, Suchek. Obviously, Rice. Rice is like expected to be at a certain level now, so he doesn't get the credit if he stays no, here. But um, yeah, I'd say I'd say Sufal. Just yeah. coming in that price as well. What what deal? Yeah, and also like that first game was that Leicester game when he came up and everyone was like scoffing at only paying five million pound for a right back. You know what can you get? And he's like, okay, possibly the best right back in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, no, I love him. No, he was the same with me, man. Absolutely same with me. Right, okay, we will put Pots, Pots Noggy in. Well, yeah. that's that's a good centre back pair. I like that. I like it. I like I it. I like yeah. that. I like that. Right, okay. Go on then. Let's go. Let's go left back then. If you've got back four. Okay. This was between two as well. Um, Julian Dix. And Aaron Cresswell, um, very different players. They both share a, a, a characteristic, which is they both sort of been robbed of an England cap. Yeah. Um, very different though. Like I love what Dix epitomised. You know, just when you're a kid and you like put in a hard tackle, I would just see Julian Dix in my, in my mind. You know, like and just. I actually went to the Julian Dix karate school in Brentwood. I only did one class. <laughs> I love that he's got a karate school. Yeah. Right? It was a black belt, wasn't he? I think it's a black belt. Yeah. He um. He had a karate school in Brentwood. I went to one class. I left because you had to do it bare feet, and there was a kid in there with with Verukas, and it scared me. <laughs> Nothing to do. That's no. That's no uh, reflection on Julian Dix's <laughs> karate teaching ability. Um, and he didn't actually teach the class, by the way. It was just he's probably oh. sold the name. It was some other guy. Um, but then I met him a few times. He because he was the manager of Haybridge, yes. uh, who we're in the league with now. We had a friendly against them, so uh, I met him and chatted to him about football. I love Dix, um, Julian Dix, um, Cresswell. <laughs> yeah, uh, say that very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cresswell is, is very different. Like, I've I've been I've been fortunate enough to meet him as well. A really nice lad. Mm -hmm. He, uh, I think he's really like been an important stalwart for us in the last Definitely. sort of five years. Um, and it depends what sort of team I want to build here. Am I building like a 1990s West Ham sort of Brexit, you're not getting past sort of team? <laughs> or am I building a football team that can actually play a little bit? The Dicks, Dicks could play, to be fair. Great penalty taker as well. But I'm looking at my team and I think I'm going to go. Who's better? Who's better at football? I'm going to go julian dix because i'm gonna make Cresswell give us one more year and then he can take his take his spot one more year yeah they can take over yeah, yeah. anyway i mean yeah i mean dixie had a wand of a left foot wasn't it yeah and, and actually probably when you saw him it was like the the sort of towards the end a bit little bit of his career so to speak and and he but he still could i remember seeing i remember one game when we played man united and he and he basically did, always used to toe poke it over a over a winger on the byline and he did it over Cantona, and then Cantona just went 
fair play. That, that's who you need. That's that's yeah. that's literally your your recommendation there from 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 the from the god himself, Eric Cantona. Right. I can't remember where I heard this, but I think it might be my dad. But someone told me at some point they thought he never got a call up for England because he had a skinhead. True. Like, yeah. We like, it's yeah. Just, what a ridiculous yeah. thing. It if was, that's true. It was, um, we interviewed him. I had Julian a few weeks ago. Actually, it was funny. I interviewed him, and he, I was like, "So, what's it like?" Uh, stupid question. What's it like being sacked as a man? He was. He says, "Actually, Russ, I mean, because he just been back from West Brom, and he's like, I'm actually in my flat in Birmingham now, like moving out." Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, but yeah, so that's what happened. He was on holiday, and John Gorman, who was the assistant manager at the time of England, basically said, "Oh, you know, if you don't get if you if you get your hair don't get your hair cut, you'll probably be in the England squad." And he thought, "Oh, f that," and shaved his head that that day. Fair play. Crazy. Well, crazy now you look at like Foden who can just die. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Right, we'll put Julian in the left back. He's going to go right back then, Spence. Yeah, this is this is maybe controversial, um, but it's, it links to what I said earlier. But I'm actually going to put Sufau in a right back. Now, I know he's only had one season with us. And, and you know, there's other, there's a lot of... But if I look, when I look through my memory of West Ham times, I don't think we've been blessed with right backs. No. Ben Johnson, maybe when you think about his potential, what he went on to do, mm. there's, we've had a load of players like that over the years who haven't, like, I haven't put Rio Ferdinand in my team, even though um, I, I had Rio Ferdinand on the back of a couple of West Ham shirts as a kid, again, as a centre back, I looked up to him a lot, but he, we didn't get his best. You know, we got yeah. a lot out of him, but we didn't, and we got, we got a, a stand out of him you know, at, the, at the stadium, but we didn't get his best. So, whereas, and I'm not, you know, Sufau's come to us very late in his career, but just because of the other right backs he's competing with, he's just yeah. unbelievable for us last year. So he goes in. No, I totally agree, man. I totally agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 who did I put in? I put in Sebastian Schemmel, but to be honest, yeah. he was like a one season wonder as well. So. He was, I, I nearly put him in. Yeah, I thought about him because I remember yeah. I used to like him. He's a good crosser of the ball, as is Sufal. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, no, I think so. Because Schemmel. Schemmel was involved in some way in that game we lost to Everton when we got relegated. I can't remember. Did he give the ball away or something? Well, or? He, he was basically, he was good for, well, I remember he was good for one season and shit for the second season. Yeah. And it was, it, it was, and when we interviewed him, I asked him that. He went, yeah, basically I got my hair cut. Trevor Sinclair cut my hair and then I was shit. So it was like, oh, fair enough. Samson you know, Delilah. Samson, that's what it is, isn't it? That's what it is. But a lovely bloke. But, you know, there's not many ex-players who have a rest, they've, you know, they have a restaurant in Luxembourg, Luxembourg Park. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And he's yeah. and I said, why'd you do it? It's all because if it wasn't for West Ham, I wouldn't wouldn't have owned the restaurant and stuff. It's like, yeah, and I love yeah. I love that when a player moves on, but they they stay the club stays with them. You know, we all we all know about Decanio's tattoo and stuff. You know, it's like that's a massive. I think it really really uh, resonates with the fans. Yeah, definitely. And, and Seb's got a tattoo. He's, he's got he's got a West Ham tattoo. And I'm I'm nice. really I'm really noble uh, like um, needle phobic. So anyone who's got a tattoo, I respect. And for like have a West Ham tattoo, and it's not your club, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ultimate yeah. respect for that. I mean, I passed out my BCG test, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, knocked out the poor the poor, the poor okay. nurse, blesser. Um, right. Okay, there's a back four. Nice. Okay, let's go into yeah. midfield. Then who we got midfield? Who's your first midfielder? Okay, so I'm, my formation, I'm playing like a 4 triple 2 That's what I'm playing. Okay, two nice. centimetres, two sort of CDMs. Uh, not not that surprising, really. Mark Noble, obviously, has oh, to be yeah, in there. Heard, heard of him, yep. Yeah, what a man. Um, I can't say enough good things about him, really. He's obviously coming to the end of his journey with us, but he's been around his whole career. He's yeah. done it all. You know, He's gone down with us. He's come back with us. You know, he's 
one of the best penalty takers statistically in European football. Fact. Yep. yep fact. Um, so I just love the man, you know, and he's, he, when he retires, he'll be in that club with the Billy Bonds and the, you know, these guys that just missed the West Ham, you know, totally um, deserves all the love that West Ham fans give him. Definitely should have had an England cap that season. We, our final season at the bowling, yes. he was one of the best centimeters in the league. It was unreal. He did drop off a bit afterwards, as it would be expected as you get older, mm. like in later years. But that season, he was ridiculous. Oh, best, 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 um, best in his position in the in the in the league, wasn't he? Yeah, he was awesome. Him, he, yeah. And, yeah, and I think with him as well, it's it's something unusual that you have a fan who's playing for your club, like a proper fan. And mm. you know, some people, I mean, I mean, Deck, like Deck has become a fan, so to yeah, speak. yeah, yeah. But he's, uh, you know, as you said, when you know when he his debut, he walked home, didn't he? After his uh, from from Upton Park and stuff, Nobs did, and I just think he's great. And actually, watching the games behind closed doors and you know, some of those times where obviously Mark's not in the squad, I, I watch him watching the games. That makes it like player cam, but like, you know, fan mm-hmm. cam almost. And and you watch it and you go, he actually, and I, and I know he's a, he's a fan, but to see it in real life, he go, he, he's watching it like you and me would watch the game, you know, so yeah, passionate yeah. about it. I just, yeah. I think it's going to be um, a very emotional season next season. Just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then he lifts, when he lifts the Europa league, you know, That'd be great. <laughs> great, great nice Europa League tweeted about him, didn't they? Like it's last season at West Ham, his first season in Europa League. Is yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. ask him for it. Right, okay, we'll put Nobes in. Who's Nobes gonna partner then in that centre then? Next to him is is gonna be Declan Rice. Um ah. I think that uh there was a quite a lot of good centre mids to choose from. Um, yeah. you know, but it's been a while since we had a player that is such an integral cog in the England team, you know, which he has become now, even if he didn't feel that way before the Euros. I think the, uh, I mean, he was so good, uh, even against Italy in the final, actually, for he was doing some really good bits and he got subbed off, obviously, which is a shame, but um, really nice lad. Like, again, yeah. having worked with him and met with him a few times, um, unbelievably talented, work yeah. rate, you know, to, to leave Chelsea when he did and come in and sort of say, well, that's not going to define me. You know, I'm going to, going to, going to come back and I'm going to, I'm going to become what he's become. It's really inspirational. Um, and I, th- I don't know how much longer we'll have him. We might not even have him next season. I don't know for sure, but even if that's the case, you know, fair play to me, he could have pushed for a move last year, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I just think, yeah, he's just class. He is absolute class on, on and off the pitch. And he, man, he just yeah. gets it. He's got that old school, mentality about him that you know we, we when we we joke when we joke about people like John Moncur and people like that they still have this and even earlier date you know Machiavelli Cotty you know they have this sort of rapport with the fans that modern footballers don't usually get and and but Deck does get it he, he just yeah. gets it and yeah absolutely and as you said it's it was although part of me I don't know if it was the same as you when when he's taken off for England I'm a little bit relieved because like I I know how I know how much you know so yeah we, we know what happened after with all the penalties and stuff like that and how much everyone's vilified those players and stuff and I didn't want that to be deck because he's yeah. <laughs> and it's so like it's, it's really no, weird I'm like oh thank god he won't take a penalty he won't miss it I was worried like, when we played Germany because he had a yellow didn't he he had yeah. him and um oh. and Calvin Phillips are both on yellows and obviously in that position tackling CDM I was thinking, I can't believe he left both of them on for so long. Yeah. Um, because I didn't want him to be the villain, like you say. But um, yeah, I mean, there's a reason that England and West Ham, they he's their go-to guy for like the social media stuff and the interviews and things, because he just carries himself very well. Yeah. Very uh, like good sort of uh spokesperson to the fans because he's just like one of us. Definitely. And um 
real West Ham player, you know, in the way he plays as well, like blood, you know, just blood, sweat and tears, heart on his sleeve, get the ball back, you know, like get a big tackle in and can score a goal going forward every now and then, you know, he doesn't score many, but when he does, they're usually big goals. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just a big fan of him. I'd love him to stay. Maybe just, maybe just have the Europa League with us. You know, what he needs to see, I imagine, is us back in the squad and yeah. back in Moy. So if he sees two, three names coming over the next few weeks, might be enough to keep him. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of talk about us having sort of some financial struggles. So he's the obvious, the obvious show pony to, to mm. cash in on if that's the case. But mm. um, I love him. I hope he stays. Oh, me too, me too, me too. And I, I, I still have this sort of claret-tinted view, <laughs> claret glasses that, you know, <laughs> he's he's not silly as well. He knows obviously after the, after the end of next season, he's got the King's keys to the castle. He could have the keys to the castle. He could be the main, it's almost like I want them to build those turrets again. So he can ha literally have a ceremonial key to the turrets. Um, Cause he's, he's, he's <laughs> you know what I mean? He'll be like the main yeah, man. I missed, these, these, I I missed, I missed the turrets. Oh, bless him. Anyway, but we'll put deck in. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there's your two. So you're doing two, two, two. Um, so we'll go for the second twos. Who's your first? Yeah. One? My two like attacking midfielder winger types. Yeah. Um, obviously this guy's played every position for us. And more recently he's been smashing it as a striker. And I hope this year he becomes our leading Premier League goal scorer. He's very really close. Yeah. But yeah, Mikel Antonio is like, has to go in. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a, a legend in the making i think oh, that's come yeah. off he's a legend in the making i think that like you know when he goes we'll appreciate him a bit more I and mean, we, we appreciate him now only thing i can say about antonio is he, i wish he stayed fitter for longer uh, yeah. i think if he did he'd already have got that record yeah definitely. and he would have probably got an, more of an england opportunity i think he's going to go with jamaica now isn't he he did get that one squad in england but then again had to withdraw for injury which is the story of his life so but when he plays he gives us everything you know he can do it, it He's sort of like he's not the most talented footballer in the world. No. He knows that we all know that. But his energy, strength, and ability in the air, even like he's got so many attributes in there that I just love him. I love him. And I, I honestly, at one point when I was thinking about attacking players, even though this is not his best position, just to get him in the team, I was going to put him right back because we were struggling with right backs, and he's played there a little bit. But you know, he he's a striker now for me. He's definitely a striker. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. Great he's, player. He's he is the best worst player. Do you know what I mean? He's, <laughs> he's you know, and because he's so unpredictable, he doesn't know what he's going to do next. So how can a defender know how to cope with him? You know, I still think Gareth missed a trick. I know we're criticizing people, but could you imagine him like with like some aging 37 year old centre backs and just say, yeah. and give, just give us that 30 minutes against Wolves. That's all we ask. That 30 minutes against Wolves where he was prime Ronaldo, you know, our, yeah. our nine, you know, he was brilliant. I love him. And as you said, I he, he better overtake the canyos if not we are in shit creek without a paddle if he hasn't score and mark as well you know what i mean so um right we'll put michael in god bless him and again you know he's got i love i love players of personality the game now is there's not that many players who have genuine personality and he does you know you know crashes his car dressed as a snowman on christmas <laughs> you know you know what i mean bless him right we'll put michael yeah. in who's gonna who's gonna be the other one of the first of the second two then so Mikel's on the right. On the left, yeah. I am going to go with Dimitri Payet. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of negativity negativity around the way he left the club and, and whatnot, but I just remember the way he made me feel. And for that year and a half, however long it was, he was what I genuinely believe he was one of the best players on the planet. He was. For a year yeah. and a half. And, and people will laugh at me for that comment. I mean, I made a controversial video at the time when he was playing for us in the first year where I said Payet is better than Ozil and I explained my case mm -hmm. and it wasn't 
about Ozil's past. It wasn't taken away from Ozil winning the World Cup and all these things. So at this point in time, which is probably like, what, 2016, 2017, height is better. And yeah. I 100% stand by that comment. Right. Okay. And if you look at what's happened since, even in the two, three years prior, yeah. Ozil did nothing really from that point on. And it's because no. you could see in the way Ozil was playing in the Arsenal team, it's so lethargic. When you, I'm no doubt about what Ozil could do. This isn't about Ozil, it's, it's about the opposite. What Pyatt did with the ball, like the way he played, it's very not West Ham. Talk about Declan Rice being a West Ham, um, quite a classic sort of player. Yeah. I know we talk about this West Ham way. And for my memory in my lifetime, like, and Big Sam laughed about it when he was in charge of us, like the West Ham way meant like what getting relegated and like struggling yeah. every year. There was no beautiful football being played, yeah. really. Pyatt brought it back. He did. Yeah, actually gave us this. Like, we're looking at, we've got a world-class player. He went then and obviously starred in the Euros for France that summer. And then they only lost in the final. You know, France even started to believe in him, who, you know, famously left out so yeah. many players over the years. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I wish we'd have him a bit longer. With a player like that, you always come with a bit of baggage, don't you? He's got his own -ish stuff going on, which meant we obviously lost him. But, um, but what a year and a half. And even in London Stadium, he scored some great goals as well. Yeah. He carried it over. So, and that, that final season, which was so important to me, that being at that final game, that, ma that match against United, everything about that season, there was a million, you know, reasons why we're doing well, but, and Bilic, but Payet was the sort of catalyst for our season that year. And yeah. so he gave me that memory. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. That's what it's for. No, you're totally right, man. And there's it, not many players that, many times that we'll see a, a Ballon d'Or nominee play for West Ham. Like yeah, during that, during that, uh, like, like, but, but like voted for not like, you know, get messy at 55, or whatever, but you know, yeah, like, you know, yeah. like during his, and, and, and again, we don't usually get players. You mentioned about Glenn Johnson, Rio. We never very rarely get players who play in their prime with us. Mm. And, and he did. And people don't talk about this enough, but how often do you see a player like him come to the Prem and teams give him a year and they go, yeah, they're just yeah. getting used to it. Took him one game. He that came game, in and yeah. just went, this is easy. Like yeah. it, it, I, I can adapt to it from the French league, which we we laugh about a lot, you know, as not being good enough. He came in and just carried on where he was. Mm. So that, I, not many players do that. And he's still like one of the top Premier League chances career or something ridiculous like that. He's still yeah. in the top 10 or something like that. He left like four years ago. But yeah, no, I, I think it's and you're right. People come those type of players come with baggage and. You know, we're not used to that because we're not used to having those type of skills yeah, players, yeah. are we? Really? I mean, you know, various others who have come and gone since then who are very skillful they do have that baggage as well. It is what it is. Right. Yeah. Okay. So we've got those two. Right, so da, 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 two up front. Who's your first one? Okay. Well, easy for the first one. You know, like I don't know many West Ham fans of my era that wouldn't have this man in there, but it's going to be Paolo Di Canio, you know, just love the man really like there's a few things i don't agree with on a political level yeah but i mean taking politics out of it um as a footballer you know i love everything about his story with us uh, he he needed this uh second chance yeah. after sheffield wednesday stuff we gave it to him and like he paid us back man he paid us back like those goals the quality of some of his goals i think about obviously the wimbledon goal I'm also thinking about the Chelsea goal on the on the half volley where he just yeah. picks it up. Oh, yeah. and like just the way he played. Um, everyone at West Ham loves Paolo Di Canio, right? I don't think there's anyone that doesn't, you know. And he took us to his heart as well, like we mentioned with the tattoo. And you know, I did think at one point he he would come back, you know, when he was managing teams. And I thought oh, we could see we could see this here. It could be a nice little thing, but um, yeah, I think 
we haven't had many better players up front in my time. Yeah, stri striking position's always been a bit of a bit of a struggle for us. We've had some amazing strikers that I say haven't been with us in their prime. We had Davos Suka and Ian Wright, you know, but yeah. realistically didn't get much out of either of them. So Decanio is the closest we've got. Still our prem all-time goal scorer, scorer of many goals, scorer of great goals. Moments like the thing against Everton where he picks up the ball, and as much as that was annoying to Redknapp and probably me at the time, it just shows he's got a bit about him. You know, he's got a bit yeah. about him as a man. So um, yeah, he has to be in. He has to be in. You're right. You're totally right. And, and again, there's not there's, there's sort of there's, there's two types of West Ham players. I think there's, there's sort of you've got like sort of your Billy Bonds type players, and you've got your Trevor Brooking type players, and and very rarely you get people who sort of cover both. And mm. and Decanio sort of did that. You know, he had he had the skill. Arguably, maybe not as skillful as someone like Payet, but he had this sort of like just rapport of the fans, and it just worked. It just worked. And you said, you know, you're totally right. Second chance, you know, if he hadn't signed for West Ham, he you wouldn't have listed now a list of Premier League greats, and he'd he'd he wouldn't have been that list. You no. know, now he is with Zola, Bergkamp, Omri. You would say Decanio is in that list, but him and Carbone at Sheffield Wednesday, probably not so. You know, no, exactly. Um, Am I right in saying that he never got a cap for Italy either? I think you're probably right. I think you're probably yeah, right. Which is amazing, really. I mean, they've had some great players, Italy, in that era. But yeah, fair play. Fair play. Should have right. got him in England. Should have got him in England. Yeah. 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 Should have got him in England. Don't they? No, everyone's, it's always that case, isn't it? You always say, oh, you know, I remember we were looking at Manuel Amunia and, yeah. and various, but it never happens, does it? It never happens, really. No, yeah. Hargreaves is the closest we had. Hargreaves, yeah, I suppose. Amazing, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Right, one more spot, one more spot. Who we got then, Spencer? For me, again, back to that era I grew up in, a uh, couple of stints at the club, lots of goals, Tony Cotty. TC. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like him as a man a lot as well. Spent a bit of time with him. And um, just like, you know, again, like Steve Potts factor, it's the same thing. You yeah. know, growing up, was, Tony Cotty was the man scoring our goals. Pretty simple for, for me. Um more so in his second stint with us where, where I, you know, uh, I was more of a live at that point. <laughs> I'm more aware. I was alive <laughs> for the first yeah. stint, but listening to what was going on. So, um, yeah, just, I just, I think it's one of them. You, in the nicest way possible, I want him to be replaced in this team. Yes. I want, you know, and whether it's Antonio taking the striker spot or someone else coming in and scoring hundred goals for us over the next 10, 20 years, um, he should be replaced if we have any sort of success. But while this this current generation, the 32 years I've spent on the planet, he is one of my favourite strikers we've had. I, I totally agree, man. I know exactly what you mean. And he's, he's and again, a West Ham fan, you know. And he did get some, he did get a cap, a couple of caps of England, didn't yes, he? Yes, he got, yeah, because yeah. he, oh, what, it was either seven or eight. I said the wrong one because, you know, Tony, Tony's like proper on his stats. And yeah. I got everything right apart from his England caps. Um, seven. He, I'm looking at it now. Seven. Yeah, seven. Yeah, because he yeah. he made me know that I and every every time I still see him, he still says, um, "Yep, yeah, seven times caps England." For us. <laughs> Fuck off. Anyway. And I think because because I, I saw that uh, they released this clip of I think it was like the 19. I'm gonna say 88 England squad or something or 86 English squad, and they were like singing a song in like top of the pop style setup. Yeah, and Tony yeah. Cotty's in there. We've got like Lineker in there, and all these guys, and Tony Cotty's in there. So it's a good little crowd he got in the squad mm -hmm. with. Mental, yeah. mental. Well, that's the team. I haven't got a four. I haven't got a four-two-two graphic, so it's four-four-two. Um, but there we go, mate. Nice team. Like it. Like it. A nice mix. You know what I mean? A nice mix of like old and new, and a bit of yeah, middle period. You know, it's a lot of people yeah. tend to. A lot of people tend to just go for the old players. But you're right. It's important to you know acknowledge 
the great season we're in now. Or we had Big question rather. though. That team, all in their prime, do they yes. beat our current team? Yeah, I think so. I think they do. I think they do. I mean, the midfield is strong. In midfield. their prime, those four players. Ooh. It's like we interviewed, I remember interviewing Mark Ward, and I said to him, we talking about like the current team, and he's like, Russ, this was this was the this was the season before. So the season we would just like stayed up, and he went, Russ, we would have our team would have smashed this cut this this job four or five nil, and I, you know it was fair enough at the time. But this team, yeah, I think in their prime, and but you know, but it, it, again, like in their prime, so like Cotty, you don't get that sort of fox in the box anymore now, do you? Yeah, you don't yeah, get yeah. they're all forward, you know, and it's very rare you get. I mean, obviously Defoe still banging them in for Rangers and stuff, but you don't get that sort of like goal scorer. They're all sort of even like Ings, who used to be like that, sort of adapted his game to be more of a forward rather than as a striker. And mm. but yeah, anyway, Spence man, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you're very very busy man. So no it's been it's been great chatting to you. So uh, and good luck to the new seat up the tags. Yeah, we'll cheers, mate. About the tags. Get yourself and, down uh, to a game one day. We'll be down there. We'll be down there. Um, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, definitely get down there, mate. And um, and everything else. Um, for myself and from Spence, take care, everyone. Stay safe. Wash those hands. Get those jab appointments. Oh, these already do cover you irons. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. Much love. Bye, bye. Podcast Network.